Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the Pump Fake, wherever you're listening, whether it be on Believe Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, watching on Twitter or YouTube. Appreciate you for making us part of your day. Jared Bailey, Maverick Ram Sports Illustrated, Ben Raven of M Live. It's good to see both of you. How are you doing, Matt? Doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm living the dream. Ben Raven looks like he's still freezing to death up in Detroit. <laughs> what's, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, it is a little cold in my house today. <laughs> you know, maybe I should take care of that, but uh, I've been a little busy. <laughs> it's good to, to have both of you on because both of your you know chosen fandom teams have been active uh, one way or the other during this free agency period. Matt, I'll start with you. The Chiefs uh, bringing in Juwan Taylor um, after not tagging Orlando Brown, who goes to Cincinnati. Uh, they've also lost Juju Smith-Schuster to the Patriots, Juan Thornhill to Cleveland. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, incoming and departures in Kansas City. What are your overall thoughts thus far on uh, the free agency period for the Chiefs? Uh, they have Patrick Mahomes, so it, it doesn't really matter <laughs> all that much. I mean, if you look at their Super Bowl odds, like nothing has changed. Yeah. Nothing should change. Look, they, and they drafted Brian Cook as a safety out of Cincinnati in the second round last year because I think they were kind of preparing to replace Juan Thornhill with him. And he played well when he played last year. So I think that's kind of going to be the transition. They'll probably backfill with some depth there. Um, Orlando Brown, they replaced immediately with Jawan Taylor. Um, I think it's probably a lateral move. I mean, I think they're, they're just different types of players. Brown's much more of a mauler in the run game. Maybe he has a little bit more issue with the speed rusher because of his size. It's probably the opposite for Taylor. Taylor's probably a better pass protector, but he's not as good in the run game, which if you're the Chiefs, They'll take the trade off because you're more worried about blocking Mahomes' blind side than you are running power. So um, I think the only loss they really have to address is Smith Schuster. They tried to keep him. They didn't want to go above a certain number. Uh, my guess would be they will probably draft a receiver and they'll also probably add one in free agency here at some point. Um, but overall, I don't know that like I feel any differently about them than I felt maybe a month ago. You know, I think – the other thing they have to do is they got to find maybe a little bit more of a rotation at edge. They added Charles Amenahu to, rep- to to really replace Frank Clark. But I think they're still a little light in that rotation. Maybe they bring back Carlos Dunlap. Maybe they go out and add another vet like, like Dunlap was for them a year ago. But uh, overall, yeah, I don't, I don't think really my opinion of the team has really changed all that much. A lot of people linking Adam Thielen as someone who would be a really good addition to their receiving core. Uh, what are your thoughts on that possibly happening? My understanding is that he wants to go to a team that he feels can win a Super Bowl and that has an elite quarterback. So, I mean, if you put two and two together, they're certainly in the mix. Um, yeah, he makes sense. You know, I mean, you're going to tell me he couldn't go there and have a thousand yards with Mahomes. He had 800, I believe it was last year. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's totally in play. Um, but I, I think they'll add somebody, whether it's a DJ Chark, whether it's it's Adam Thielen, whether it's Odell Beckham. Um, you know, or even another name we didn't just mention. I think they'll add somebody in free agency, and I think they'll also supplement the position in the draft as well. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster going to New England, average eleven million dollars a year for Juju in New England. That cannot blame Kansas City for not meeting those uh, those payments uh, that the that the Patriots were willing to dish out. Ben, we'll we'll go to you in the NFC North, where the Detroit Lions are just. I don't know, man. They're shooting six shooters in the air, wearing cowboy hats, just happy to be here at nine and eight. Um, <laughs> They lose Jamal Williams uh, to the New Orleans Saints on a deal that 
I mean, I saw three years, $12 million. That felt really cheap for a guy like Williams, who's played really well last year, 17 touchdowns on the ground. Um, thoughts on the on the lines right now? Um, they've been very active. They bring over Cam Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley at uh, the cornerback position. Uh, I know that you've been pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Adherent and, and whatnot. Uh, very adamant on the Lions getting Devin Witherspoon, number six overall pick. Uh, does them bringing in two cornerbacks change your opinion on that, or are you still very keen on that happening? I, I, it opens up opens up the world of possibilities the way they attack free agency. And, I mean, Cam Sutton, I mean, that wasn't just a big signing. That was the most significant signing of Brad Holmes' three free agencies so far. They've really yeah, enjoy him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, inside-outside versatility really looked well in that outside role last year. I mean, he's CB1 around these parts, like odds-on favorite for that. And then Mosley from San Francisco, I mean, that's – that's your Brad Holmes uh, signing to a T right there is a, a one-year prove-it guy for a guy who tore his ACL midseason last year. A lot of talent there. But Witherspoon, you know, I mean, here's the thing. It's open. It just opened up the door of possibilities. I think uh, defensive line, an edge rusher is the greatest possibility now, especially with the rush out quarterbacks expected to happen in the top five there. But, I mean, you couldn't go wrong because I, I, I don't look at Jeff Okuda as an outside cornerback option anymore. That's a box player. That's a slot guy if he agrees to it, which he's kind of been against in the past, but he might not have a choice coming up anymore. But, yeah, yeah. It's, and like you said, the Jamal thing, what I've been heard is that the Lions didn't even offer what Jamal got from New Orleans. They, they went in on David Montgomery. I think they saw an upgrade there both in terms of youth what he can do in the passing game and just kind of consistency too. I mean, it was, a, it was a, that was kind of surprising. I mean, I, I was kind of expecting to see Jamal get more, especially after I saw the Montgomery deal, but uh, yeah, I feel like the lions got a little better, but we'll see in the draft. It's, it's wide open. It's going to be best defensive player at both of those picks. I feel like, and I mean, that, that's a team that probably would love to trade down to any quarterback needy team left on the board, scraping the Will Levis crafts at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> uh, Matt, as an overall, you know, overall outlook on free agency what team so far do you think has been like okay they have been active but also successful in terms of the transactions that they've made there's a few um i think carolina's done a nice job i mean you know i think andy dalton's a, a good bridge to whoever they're about to bring in yeah. uh i like von bell a lot i think he adds something in the secondary for them and i like aiden hurst i think he's a good solid tight end they didn't overpay for any of these guys. They didn't sign themselves into crazy money. Shy Tuttle's another guy they bring in from the Saints. It's a good defensive tackle. I like what they've done. It hasn't been the splashy thing. They haven't gone out and given some guy $100 million. But I think a lot of times the teams that do that end up with egg on their face in a year or two. So I like what they did. I actually I like what the Lions did. I'm writing my five best signings right now. Cam Sutton's one of them. I, I think he's a really good signing. Mosley was playing well last year for the Niners before he got hurt. Um if, look, if the Lions get better defensively, I'm not saying anything Ben doesn't know covering the team. But like they're they're a playoff team easily if they get better defensively next year. So especially in that division, um, I you know I, I like you know the Bengals bringing in Jermaine Pratt, bringing or I should say bringing him back. I thought on a pretty team friendly deal, and then getting uh, Orlando Brown to come in and play left tackle. Now I like that move a little more before Jonah Williams demanded to be traded. Yeah. Now it's kind of like okay, you brought in a guy, but you're losing a guy. Uh, but if they can convince him to stay and play on the right side, then I really like that move. Yeah. Um, so I think some teams have done well. I like, you know, I know it's another like bridge quarterback thing, but Gardner Minshew to the Colts is perfect. He knows the division. He knows Shane Steichen. He's the kind of a guy who's not going to have a problem being a backup. 
Um, and then right before we came on, I like who we love going to the uh, or Julian Love, excuse me, going to the uh, Seahawks. Yeah, it's a good signing. Got 124 tackles, two picks in a sack last year, two years, 12 million. That safety market, other than Bates, none of those guys have gotten paid. Right. I mean, they really have not. I mean, Thornhill, I don't know if anybody saw the structure on that contract. What did what was that for for him? Three and twenty one, but the Browns are paying him over like seven years because of the Deshaun Watson contract. <laughs> like there's four void years in a twenty one million dollar contract. It's insane. So, I mean, good for Juan Thornhill, man. Man, you basically got the Browns just living in cap hell. But I, uh, yeah, I th- I thought all those moves were were good quality moves, even if yeah. But I will say this: I my favorite move was actually one of the bigger ones, which was Hargrave going to the Niners. I don't yeah, know how the hell sure. you block them. I don't know what you do with that team up front. <laughs> Between Hargrave, Kinlaw, Armstead, and Bosa, I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. Uh, can you imagine just like in the middle of the season, like week seven, if they go to somewhere like I don't know, somewhere with a really bad offensive line, and they just eat for for three hours, win sixty to four or something like that? It's just going to be ungodly for whomever has to to, to guard them. Um, ben. In terms of the NFC North, the uh, Chicago Bears have been very busy signing uh, Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards um, as their two biggest signings thus far. They've been busy as well on the defensive line, offensive line, bringing over Nate Davis from Tennessee. Uh, So a lot going on within the division. And then obviously Aaron Rodgers seems to be all but on his way to the New York Jets. Um, Just a matter of when, not if so much for that. A little bit of a turning of the tables now. It looks like it could be, you know, the Lions and potentially the Bears duking it out for the NFC North title, you know, with Minnesota going through semi of a rebuild on the defensive side of the ball. Um, your thoughts on uh, everything surrounding the Detroit Lions in the NFC North? Uh, Minnesota will still totally be nine and eight or eight, and nine. They'll be in the mix for sure. You know, they're just, they're just going to be there kind of forever. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, the Bears had all that money to spend, all those resources to resources to spend they set up the week with the trade with carolina but they got a great package back i mean obviously they still have a pretty weird receiver room but dj Moore makes them better and i do like i mean the tanyan addition last night i thought nate davis was a great get for them i mean that's a day one right guard for them they need stuff like that i mean they need anything they can get on that offensive line and the Edmonds deal obviously crazy rich but i mean Chicago's in a spot where they have to pay people to come there. I mean, they're they're dreadful. They're at the bottom of the league bad right now. So, I mean, and when you combine that deal with T.J. Edwards' deal, it kind of looks a little better when you can kind of combine those two deals for that guy. I kind of expected T.J. Edwards to get a lot more, but uh, the Bears got better. I don't, I don't think they're going to be anything of substance next season. I would still firmly put them in four or five win territory, but, I mean, they're going to be better, and that's saying something, but uh, – it's still I, I think it'll come down to the Lions and Vikings just because the Vikings are still kind of going to find ways to be who they've been. I kind of like that kind of one-year flyer in Marcus Davenport. If that dude's healthy, that's an all-around stud for that defense. You just never know with him. Uh, Josh Oliver, I know that deal got kind of crapped on on Twitter because you see that big $21 million. But when you put that next to TJ Hawkinson, I mean, you get a blocking first guy like Oliver down there. You get Hawkinson who can be your big slot, can be the go-to option as tight end. I mean, that, that's a nice addition. That's a nice addition for sure, and uh, it's wait and see mode on the Packers. You, you, you just don't know. I don't know what the heck Jordan Love is, and we don't know what the deal is going to be to send Rodgers to the Jets if and when that actually happens. But, yeah, change it to the tide, and that was the talk in Allen Park all this week. Lions players, the new guys, the re-signings was like, time is now, man. The time is now. Could you see them going with, you know, if one of these quarterbacks slide, if, if one of them's available at six, do you think that they would take one, or do you think that they would, you know, pass and wait till next year? 
The Lions? Lions? Yeah. It would have to be Anthony Richardson, I think. I think it would have to be someone like that because they, they're not going to rattle the cage. They're not going to rattle Jared Goff's cage. I mean, he's in a good spot right now, and they like having him in that good spot. And I know that sounds weird, but he's under contract through 2024, and he's the guy through 2024. I mean, we've been more or less told that countless times, beat over the head with him. Mm-hmm. The way he played in last season kind of broke broke me a little bit, just kind of what I thought he was and what he thought he could be. But uh, eh, Richardson is the one that I think if he was sitting there at six and they actually weren't destined to trade out of that, that I would be like, you know what? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but That'd be, I mean, that would be a good, that would be good for both parties though, too, just because, I mean, that gives Richardson at least one year to kind of sit and get better in terms of his mechanics and whatnot. So that's not a bad deal whatsoever. Matt, uh, a free agent or two, or however many you'd like to talk about that are still available um, and the best possible landing spots that you can see for them that makes sense. Um, I mean, Chauncey Gardner Johnson's probably the guy we'd say right now is the best guy still out there. Um, and I, I wouldn't even bother saying who makes sense. I mean, a lot of things make sense. He's a great player, so um, yeah, he he can play safety, he can play a little corner, he can you can do whatever you want. But he's an all pro level player, um, and he's in his mid twenties. Like Gardner Johnson to me is the best player out there now. The longer he stays out there, the more I think he might just go back to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they thought they were going to lose Slay, and then they were able to retain him. But you, you wonder if he just goes back. Um, yeah, and then after that, I mean, look, this is not a great free agency class. I mean, Beckham, you know, Beckham's a big name. The question with Odell Beckham is what is he at this point? I mean, is he a guy who can still go out there and give you 1,000 yards? I don't know. He hasn't done that in years. He missed all of last season. You know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if you went out and put up a thousand yards. I wouldn't be shocked if you put up three hundred yards and played in seven games. I, I don't know. So there's questions there. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know Frank Clark's out there. He's a guy who's who's you know can can do some stuff for you. Yannick Ngakwe is still out there. Marcus Peters still out there. I, I, I certainly a good corner. Um, so there are some some options for sure. Uh, it's just a matter of who ends up going where, but. Look, I think when you get down to it at this time, free agency, a lot of the money's spent. So this is kind of when you can go bargain hunting. I actually think, frankly, this is when smart teams really go out and spend their money is now. Not necessarily the first two days of free agency where people are throwing money around like a drunk frat kid. Um, you know, this, this is usually when you can get the deals that, that last and that actually look good from a team perspective. No, and I appreciated the piece that you wrote for Sports Illustrated, kind of going in detail on that, you know, kind of diving into, especially last year with the Chargers, who were, you know, in an arms race with the rest of the AFC West and, you know, just kind of blew up in their face, you know, for lack of a better term. Oh, I mean, and thanks. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, look, look, last year, the AFC West, the Chiefs lost Tyron Matthews, Shaverius Ward, and traded away Tyreek Hill. And the Raiders went out and, and traded for Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. And the Broncos went out and did what the Broncos did with Russell Wilson, okay, and, and Randy Gregory. And the Chargers went out and signed everybody they could possibly find, all right, and then J.C. Jackson, Kyle Van Noy, Bryce Callahan, traded for Khalil Mack. I mean, you name it, they did it. The Chargers went 10-7 and seven and blew a 27 nothing lead in the wild card round down in Duval. The Broncos and the Raiders were national embarrassments. So – like, I think a lot of times people get so crazy about what happens in free agency. But here's my point for this year. I would have argued that going into free agency, the five best teams in the NFL, and whatever order you want to put them in, Chiefs, Eagles, Bengals, Bills, Niners, those to me are the top five teams in the league. 
And if you ask me today who the top five teams in the league are, I would tell you I think they're the exact same teams. So I don't know that like any, like yeah, look, the Bills losing Edmund stinks. They're not going to fall off a cliff because they lost an off-ball linebacker. They're just not. The Bengals are not going to fall apart because they lost their safety. They'll be okay. They'll figure it out. I still think this league is about your quarterback and your coach. And if you can block and if you can rush the passer, and if you can do those things, you're probably going to win a lot of games. Um, I think free agency is a great way to supplement your team. But if you try, like, that's what, again, frankly, this offseason with Denver, Denver spent a billion dollars this offseason. Who'd they get that like, moves a needle? Mike McGlinchey, Ben Powers? None of these guys have sniffed the Pro Bowl. Like, I, I, to me, it's like, that's fine, but who cares? Like, that, you're, you're marginally better. Like, I think McGlinchey's an upgrade or right tackle, but Mike McGlinchey was never a, a Pro Bowl level player. Ben Powers is fine. But like, there's a reason Baltimore and San Francisco are like, all right, that's fine. I mean, so I think like they're, they're slightly better. But I, I, when teams go and spend crazy money, like well over $100 million in free agency. I always kind of pause. Most of the time, that does not work. I know that you got to go, my friend. I just wanted to say congrats on the new gig. I haven't been able to tell you that like face-to-face yet. You're kicking ass doing what you do. I appreciate you as always. Anything you want to plug doing that, by the way, before you get out of here? Uh, no, not really. Just go to my Twitter handle. There's all my stuff there. And then go to uh, SI.com because uh, not only my, my articles are there, of course, but Albert Breer, Connor Orr, Gilberto Manzano, uh, all of our break news team. So go ahead and Check all those guys out. Matt, appreciate you as always, buddy. Take care till next time, all right? See you later, guys. All right, buddy. And that'll leave you and I, my friend, Benjamin Raven. I was Uh, doing the math while he was talking. $190 million to McGinley, Powers, and Zach Allen. Good (laughs) Lord. Let me double-check my math on that real quick. 140. Yeah, like $186 million to those three. How much did they pay Zach Allen? Uh, He got – he got – 45.75 45.75 over 3 million or three years, excuse me. So like, he's making about that's 50. one of those, yeah. That's what, <laughs> Him and that's Ben what Powers are guys that I'm like, those are nice guys, but holy crap, you paid 15 million dollars than anybody else would have in my mind. That's what Hassan Reddick made this past year is 15 million. So they're giving yeah. Zach Allen Hassan. Now, obviously, Hassan Reddick was on a very big bargain, but yeah. regardless, you're giving Zach Allen Hassan. Zach Allen's fine. I think he had like five and a half sacks last year, though. Like, yeah, no, like I said, good player. Like, yeah. but, but he got now he got to the quarterback more than his sack numbers will show. And you know, you got to look at yeah. you know more numbers than just sacks. But Zach Allen's not a fifteen million dollar a year player. Uh, no, I don't know, man. That's that's big. Um, I know we touched on Cam Sutton already. I'm still pissed about it. Um, as yeah. a Steelers fan, yeah. um, you're getting a great player. V- Detroit is getting a, a very good versatile cornerback, and I'm really upset that. He- that they that the Steelers just let him walk. Yeah, yeah, we got to meet him yesterday in Allen Park and talk. Yeah, how was that? And had his introductory thing, and he he shook everybody's hand individually, like walked up and down the rows and stuff like that, and then talked for like twenty five minutes on like six questions. But seems just like high IQ, super smart, funny, likable guy. But yeah, I mean, the football player makes so much sense. I mean, inside outside versatility is so important to Aaron Glenn. But I, I really think that's your that's uh. That's the Lions CB1 outside day day one next year. I mean, it was like an instant upgrade. Like I said earlier, that's the biggest deal to an external free agent that Brad Holmes has done in three years here. So, I mean, they liked him. And like it was explained to us, I mean, 
the Lions were the first team to call Sutton, and 90 minutes later he was signing with them. So it was obviously a pretty quick fit right there. I mean, I, I don't know what happened on the Steelers' side of the things, if they made an offer or anything like that. He didn't really get into it, but I was kind of shocked. Guy, A guy that they build up and develop, and then he turns into a full-time starter the last two years, and he's gone all of a sudden in the prime of his career. I mean, filling an immediate need here. But, uh, yeah, man, yeah. Bugs and Sutton, man, they're like two core guys moving forward on that Lions defense. Yeah, the Steelers are turning into the uh, the farm team of the rest of the NFL, apparently, because this is not the first time that they have done this. Um, they let Stephen, they were released Stephen Nelson a couple years ago, and then he signed with Philadelphia and was a big part of what they were doing um, uh, in the secondary. Uh, they let Mike Hilton walk, who obviously is one of the better nickel corners in the league. Um, and one of the big reasons they let Mike Hilton walk was because they like Cam Sutton so much. Yeah. And now, you know, he proved himself as an outside corner as well as a nickel guy, and they let him walk too. I don't know what their thought process is when it comes to this thing, but it really bothers me. Yeah, no, I I know. It's kind of what – what have the Steelers done in free agency? I kind of have not seen. I've just seen – Devin Bush and Cam well, Sutton they, going elsewhere. They signed they signed Patrick Peterson from oh, that's Minnesota. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, and it was a it was a cheap deal. So I think it's two years, like fourteen million. So I mean, it's nothing crazy. Um, so you, you live with that. That's fine. And then they'll more than likely draft another guy at seventeen to put alongside him. He's gonna be. He's the starter right now. Like <laughs> there's no one else. Um, so Maybe it'll Joey be Porter Jr. But that's the hopes around these parts is Patrick Peterson and Joey Porter Jr. Uh, for the next couple of years, which I would be more than okay with. Um, would be would have been a lot happier with Cam Sutton and Joey Porter Jr., but, you know, that ship has sailed. Um, and then they brought in uh, Nate Erbig, a uh, former guard from Philadelphia, who, yeah, I mean, he, people seem to like him. Um, I, that's basically it. Where did they, <laughs> I don't think they've done anything else of note. Um, where did... You said Devin Bush is gone. Where did he sign? I actually don't Seahawks. The Seahawks. Seahawks. Okay. One, well, one year deal. Yeah, that's a big uh, type of one year prove it deal. He has not been good the last two seasons. And they, yeah, they, did, did, yeah. they did release Miles Jack as well. They signed a Landon Roberts from Miami who led the Dolphins in tackles last year. So that was a, a solid signing. He was better than Miles Jack and Devin Bush. That's an upgrade of the position. Oh, and Cole Holcomb. That's and Cole right. Holcomb. I don't know how I feel about the Cole Holcomb signing. Like I, Larry. Larry was a good one. La- bringing back Larry Ogunjobi was good. I'm um, glad that they did that. Um, but yeah, Cole Holcomb is, is, is an interesting one. Like he's, I don't know, man. I think he's more of a, like a situational guy you put in there to, you know, rush the passer from the middle. He's good at doing that. You show that with the commanders, but yeah, that'll be an interesting pairing because they let Robert Spillane walk as well. He's now in Las Vegas. So looks like they're, uh, their starting inside linebackers will be a Landon Roberts and, um, who else did I say? There was another one in there. Did I not say? Nah, it's all right. Miles I'll look Stover. at the chart. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the Steelers. That's my little Steelers rant of the day. Uh, me and JP started a segment, JP Acosta, where we do a weekly yeah. draft. And I was wondering if you wanted to do a weekly Let's draft with me. All right. Now, what category should we do? Because I didn't plan on this. Um, it just kind of came to mind. Um JP and I did best helmets, I think, or best throwback, best uniforms of all time. That's fine. So what are we doing? I don't know. 
We do like tier makers. Hold on. Let me go to tiermaker.com and see what they have in there. And that will determine what we do. And then I'll throw music on and it'll be a lot of fun. This is on the fly podcasting, everybody. We don't uh we don't mess around here. TBH doesn't even have to be a football thing, Ben. We could the world is our oyster. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Are you wait, do you like South Park? Oh yeah. OG fan, man. OG. Do you want to draft <laughs> South Park characters? Yeah, sure. That Lovely. sounds good to me. I think that that's as good as this show can get. We can only talk so much about free agents for so long, you know. I think it's <laughs> get out of here on a lighter note. <laughs> yeah. How many do you want to do each? Do you want to do five, seven? I think five is healthy. Five is healthy. All right, let yep. me do. Let's do this. Let's bring up the uh, the musica. If I can find it, there we go. All right. Turn that on. And in the light of being the guest, I will let you go first. Ooh, I get first pick, huh? You do. Oh, gosh. Give me Eric Cartman, you know? I got to take yeah, Eric Cartman, number one overall. You know, yeah, no. So like... Ben goes with Cartman. I will take... He's the Andrew Luck of this class. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. All right. <laughs> My first pick, I will take. Hmm. See, I don't know if I want to take one of the boys because there's one in my head that I really want and I don't want him to go. Um, but I'll say I'll, I'll take Stan. Okay. Stan's fine with me. Back to me. Back to you. Yeah, we won't do a snake this time around. We'll just uh, keep it going back and forth. Thought about him at number one, but give me Randy Marsh. God damn it! That's what I wanted. <laughs> no, I need I need Randy. You know. <laughs> I feel like I've already lost. <laughs> That's literally if I was like, oh, should I take Randy? I should have. God damn it. All right. I need to come back strong here. I will take Mr. Garrison. Mr. Garrison. Okay. Uh, give me Chef. I'll take some Chef. Chef. A good, that's a very good value pick. Well, Isaac Hayes back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will take. So let's see. I've got Stan and I've got Mr. Garrison. Um, I guess I'll take Kyle. Kyle's fine. I'll take Kyle. That's fine for sure. Uh, give me Saddam Hussein. He's <laughs> <laughs> a main character in the movie, man. <laughs> I, I, I sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. Um ready for this one no i, I wasn't i really really wasn't um i will take there's too many good ones um i'll take butters now is this like a, or a wwe draft where you can draft a tag team <laughs> You can't take Terrence and Philip. I'm not letting <laughs> <Okay. laughs> him. We'll take Terrence then. Give me Terrence. Let <laughs> <laughs> me split up the the Dudley boys. You know what? <laughs> I I might you know I might just allow that because I didn't expect it. I'll give you Terrence and Philip out of the kind. Yeah. Of <laughs> I know like I need a two for them. Is there any other two first? Ah, oh, damn it! I don't know if there there is. I, I, I thought of another one. Did you? All right, hold on. 
I'm done. <laughs> you are done. Um, okay, give me a hint on who you're thinking of then. Butter's alter ego. You could take him and his alter ego. Oh, um, fucking hell. <laughs> Yeah, Professor Chaos. I'll, I'll pass on that. There you go. Um, all right, so my last one, I think I'll just go. I'll go Kenny. Safe pick. Perfect. I'm so pissed off. <laughs> all right, so to recap, you took Cartman, Randy Marsh, probably the two best characters. I should have taken Randy. I didn't think that you. Oh, I'm so pissed. Uh, so Cartman, Randy Marsh, Chef, Terrence and Philip, and Saddam Hussein is <laughs> your South Park draft. Pretty proud of that. I, I, took, <laughs> I took Stan, Mr. Garrison, Kyle, Butters, and Kenny. Damn. Yeah, good job all around. That was, good, that was a good way to kill a half hour. Um, yeah, for sure. Anything you've got coming up that you would like to? When's your next? Uh, uh, the IWTV little. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be on Cinco, uh, the Friday of Cinco de Mayo week. Ooh. Bringing up some uh, luchadors from AAA. Got the oh my goodness coming up. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a really cool, good time on that. So, yeah, so a little bit on that. That's after the draft. That's I think it's a Friday night and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just doing the podcast, Dungeon of Doom. And, uh, free agencies kicked my butt this week, but we're all right. Hopefully it'll be an okay weekend. Watch some basketball. That's that's about all. That's about oh, all. Yeah. Have you been betting on the on the tourney? Yes. Yes, I have. Are you are you making making a good living doing it? Um we're 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 okay right now. I had Arizona in the national title game in my bracket. Ah. They, that so that one hurt, but uh, you know, we we we, we're doing okay. Penn, Penn State. Penn State last night was yes. a nice little Penn State in a Louisiana tight cover kind of broke me even for the day. So we'll take that. First time Penn State's advanced in the tourney since what, 2001, I think is the stat yeah, that I saw. That's crazy. Penn State and Northwestern in the second round of the tournament. That's uh, that's uh, never happened. That's really? Never happened. Yeah, because Northwest, I don't, I, Northwestern has only been in it once before. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what's up over here. <laughs> the Big Ten just carrying everybody through their bets, apparently. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, what else can we touch on before we get out of here? Oh, the four pillars of AEW. Looks like they're teasing a fatal four way for the title. I love that segment. Did you catch it? Nope. No. <laughs> nope. I have I'm so behind on wrestling and stuff. Uh it's pretty much been since the senior bowl since I've been caught up with the week that is. I still haven't seen the pay-per-view. Oh, really? I mean, the pay-per-view, I think AEW. I came home and I was out of power. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> AEW goes through this never-ending cycle, I feel, where you know people kind of get tired of them pushing certain people, i.e. Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett being on TV every week, <laughs> and then they'll complain about it. I mean, I'm not. I do it, too. I'm tired of saying it, too. But then they'll have this kick-ass pay-per-view where everything just goes well and all the fans are like oh my goodness you know we can't get enough of this and then the cycle will just kind of repeat where they'll just be like all right what are we doing on tv this makes no sense oh but the pay-per-view is really good and it just kind of keeps going they need to they need to break the cycle although last week's episode was very eventful very good it feels like they're getting back to you know, 2019 aew which is what was very much needed so i'm looking forward to it it'll be fun 
I'll have to catch up eventually. It's been a whirlwind period here. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you're telling me, buddy. Um, For sure. Yeah, a lot of a lot of writing. <laughs> a lot of writing. All right, buddy. I appreciate yep. you as always. We'll get out of here. Uh, Monday, Mike Tanier joining me for this same show. So that'll be a lot of fun as it usually is with, with Mike. No notes tonight with Joe Pearl. So tune, tune into that. This is season two of me talking to my, my wrestling media friends. So Joe Pearl <laughs> from, from Fightful tonight. That'll be a lot of fun. So watch that. Till then, Monday, like I said, Mike Tanier will be back here. The Pump Fakes. See you guys later. Thank you for tuning in. Ben, I love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.